Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by the iconography of Father Thomas J. Loya. Father Loya's iconography for your prayer and home devotion may be obtained by going to Morningstar Books and Gifts.com. That's Morningstar Books and Gifts.com. Then click on the Art and Decorative link and click on Icons in the drop down box or call 630 629 1720. Morningstar Books and Gifts, 28 West St. Charles Street, Lombard, Illinois. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya. This is a glorious day, especially for us in the Eastern Church, but the whole church. This is the feast of what we call the Dormition, or the falling asleep of the Mother of God. In the Western Church, it's known more so as the Assumption. It's a glorious feast, all kinds of beautiful imagery. The icon itself is magnificent, the liturgical prayers, and the whole meaning of the feast. The whole meaning of the feast has to do with, really, our origin and our destiny all at the same time as human beings because this feast observes the passing into eternal life, body and soul, in some mysterious way of the mother of God. This is what we call it in the Eastern churches, the, her dormition. That's where we get the word like dormitory. In other words, a sleeping, a kind of a falling asleep. She was the new Eve, and so she passed into the next life the way Eve would have passed into the next life or and also as all of us would have had there not been original sin. There would not have been the separation, the, as Peter Kreeft says, the cosmic obscenity of the separation of body from soul that we know as death, where the soul goes on to the next life and the body remains behind until the general final resurrection. For the mother of God, because she was sinless, she entered body and soul intact, virginally, into eternal life, into eternal bliss. In fact, the icon depicts her being received by Christ in heaven and her very soul, the innocence of it, is symbolized by a baby. Christ is actually holding a baby and that's symbolizing her purity, the purity of her soul. And speaking of the Mother of God, I'd like to remind you, once again, invite you to the annual pilgrimage in honor of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, which is held out at Mount St. Macrina in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. It's the 76th annual pilgrimage in honor of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. In fact, this pilgrimage has the distinct honor of being the oldest and largest Byzantine Catholic pilgrimage in the United States. Go to the Sisters' website, that's sistersofstbasil.org, sistersofstbasil.org, or you can call them at 724-438-8644. This pilgrimage is really a quite an experience. I've been going to it most of my life and as a priest been helping out. In fact, you'll see me out there if you do attend. I'll be managing most of the youth activities, the teen activities out at the pilgrimage. So there's something for everyone out there. Lots of prayer. It's a beautiful place. Once again, it's Mount St. Macrina in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. It's during the Labor Day weekend and it's sistersofstbasil.org. I also have another radio program some of you may know about. It's called A Body of Truth and it's on Catholic radiointernational.com. 
And we're very privileged today to have the CEO and founder of CatholicRadioNational.com. His name is Jeff Gardner. And uh, one of the reasons we're honored to have him on our program today is because Jeff had recently visited the birthplace of the Byzantine Church, Istanbul, Turkey. And he also had time to interview one of the great figures of the Eastern Orthodox Church today. That's Archbishop Callistos Ware of England. Welcome, Jeff, to Light of the East. Thank you, Father. It, it, I, I am, in fact, a privilege to be here. Thank Thank you so very much. So tell us, uh, well, first of all, why, why were you in Istanbul? Well, I went there for two reasons. I went there to interview um, Archbishop Callistos Ware, uh, sometimes uh, known to some people as Timothy Ware, a uh, great writer, a scholar from uh, Oxford University, uh, to, to, to sit down with him and to get a, um, uh, an assessment, really, of, of the progress towards reunification between the Eastern and Western churches. And then also I had an opportunity uh, at that time to sit down with a major Islamic thinker, uh, unique in, in, in you know, his, his thoughts and writings in that he's one of, or maybe perhaps the only Islamic thinker that I have come across. He's a fellow by the name of Adnan Oktar. He's a, a Turkish uh, man who is calling for open and, and you know, full dialogue between Muslims, Christians, and Jews, uh, whether that be in uh, the Middle East or worldwide. As, a, as a, you, know, you mentioned Peter Kreeft uh, in your introduction, Father. As Peter Kreeft uh, called for back in, I think it was 1996, as, a, as an ecumenical jihad, uh, essentially, uh, Mr. Oktar's position is that, that the people of uh, the faith in the one God— uh, face a number of obstacles, specifically from materialists, uh, atheists. Um, he, Mr. Uktar, takes a significant issue with Darwinism and Darwinists as a, a real and present danger to a people of faith, and it's, it's his call, uh, his hope that all people of faith can band together, deepen their faith in, in respective faith, be that Muslim, Christian, or Jew, and stand against the influences and uh, r- really the juggernaut that is materialism and in all the areas that it touches, um, you know, throughout the uh, modern world. So it was, uh, it was a fantastic trip. Um, I had an opportunity to sit down with uh, two, two significant individuals with a whole lot to say, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. And what was your interview with Archbishop Klitschus Ware like? Oh, it was wonderful. I had a chance to sit down with him in his hotel. I was, I was very, very pleased and honored that he was able to take the time to sit down with me. He was just coming off of the conference that, uh, you know, people who listen to Light of the East, and I hope also to a body of truth at CatholicRadioInternational.com, the uh, the Light of the East conference. He had just come off the conference. And it was, you know, I'll tell you, uh, Father, it was simultaneously um, very encouraging, but also sobering, because our, our talk revolved around the progress towards unification of the Eastern and Western Church, the, the church in Constantinople, one of the great uh, patriarchs of the five uh, ancient patriarchs, and the church in Rome. And at the same time, um, you know, we had a chance to talk about some of the real issues to be sorted out. And I think you know, one of the things that I came away with was what it is that we in the West, that, that Western Catholics, Roman Catholics, could and should be drawing from and benefiting from by a deeper knowledge and a deeper relationship to our Eastern roots. I mean, this is, 
you know, the, the, the church began in the East, as you say on this program, that, that the call to Christ was a light that came from the East. And I think today, among Western Catholics, Latin Rite Catholics, and you, you, you see this in a number of manifestations, one of the things that's missing is this sacramental worldview that you're always going on about. You see, Father, I'm not just producing programs, I'm actually listening. Oh, very and, good. And, and, and there, there seems to be a deep hunger for the mystical worldview, the metaphysical worldview, for the action of what is it mm-hmm. that is behind the physical. And that is very, very pronounced mm-hmm. in the Eastern Church. It is not so much in the Western Church, I mean, as a matter of culture and worldview, Westerners tend to be uh, more nuts and bolts and process-oriented mm-hmm. than, than concept-oriented. But this is the point I would make to listeners. You can see the hunger, the lack, the need for that sacramental worldview in the great exodus that we have seen over the last you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years towards Eastern religions like Buddhism, mm-hmm. towards um, really manufactured religions like New Ageism that hold out that promise of a, of a mystical experience. But in both instances, Buddhism and New Ageism, you come up short because they're really, and I'm not, this isn't a criticism of Buddhists or those involved with, with New Ageism, but there's really nothing that they're built on. Buddhism is, is not a worship uh, and, and a recognition of any deity greater than, than oneself, and, and New Ageism goes into so many directions, you're soon lost in the forest. That's my experience. And so what I think this points up, in my assessment, is that here in the West there is this deep hunger, and, you know, we really don't have to look any further than the place from whence we came, and that is our Eastern roots. So, uh, uh, you know, just to have his time, it was a very busy schedule, to talk about this important process of reunification, and I think just as important, the gifts that are, are brought and offered and there for the taking by the Eastern Church um, was very illuminating. Did the subject come up of the papacy? Yes. You know, in fact, within the context of one of the questions that I, that I asked um, His Excellency was, if there were reunification, would it be a reasonable expectation for bishops in the East to uh, be nominated to ascend to the position of cardinal and then be in line for the papacy. And, um, you know, he couldn't give a definitive answer about that one way or another because that's, that's not a position that he was in, but the, the consensus seems to be that that would be a reasonable expectation, and, and I think, you know, it's only, it's only natural. But specifically on the papacy, um, you know, one of the things that was pointed out was um, a, 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 a sort of a a point that the West needs to come to and need to understand, and I think this is important for all um, Latin Rite Catholics, is that in the beginning, with the five great patriarchs, Rome, Constantinople, Syria, Jerusalem, uh, sorry, Antioch, and, and Alexandria, the understanding was is that among these five great patriarchs that they ruled in unison, and in the instance of dispute that, that Rome was the first among equals but not first in the sense of a, of a, a numeration, you know, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. And so I think for, for those of us um, who are Latin Rite Catholics, again, there, there, there are things that we can, you know, we can learn um, about how it was that the, that the church came into being and it functioned and, and gave us 
you know, the canon that we understand as scripture, the, 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 the creed that we recite uh, every day at mass, and, and, and all of these core elements, these foundational stones that are our faith that I think, well, many of us have, have, have forgotten about where they came from. So yes, we, we did have a chance to talk about that. We're going to talk more with our guest today, Jeff Gardner from Catholic Radio International. When we return, I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Would you like to hear this Light of the East program again? Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya. Or hear Father Loya's companion program, A Body of Truth. Just visit the radio page at byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Or hear it again. Hear it again. For the first time, you're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Welcome back to Light of the East. We're very honored and privileged today to have the CEO and founder of CatholicRadioInternational.com. His name is Jeff Gardner, and he was recently in Istanbul, and he was interviewing two very significant people, one from the Eastern Orthodox churches, the other one who is a Muslim. And Jeff, you were talking to us uh, during the break that there were basically three areas uh, that most interested you in these interviews. Absolutely. And again, to, to put it in context, you know, I wanted to speak with His Excellency about the movement towards reunification. And it was interesting, I, I should tell you before I talk about those three areas that, I, that, that interest me, His Excellency pointed out, and rightly pointed out, that the reason for a movement towards discussion of and, and continuing with efforts for reunification is Christ. Because as we are one with each other, we as we are, excuse me, as we are one with Christ, we ought to be one with each other. Yes. And 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 he said, you know, and I don't think that I could put it any other way. And and that really, I think we forget about that. Yes. Um. You know, we we get caught up in process and 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 procedure and what about this and what about that. Well, again, to ask, you know, how is it that 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 Christ envisioned the the church and Christ intended when he said to, um, uh, you know, uh. Peter, here, here's my church, and to all the other, the, the rest of the apostles. So I want to make sure that I, that, you know, I note that out, and that was really first and foremost, which I think is terribly important. But, but I came with, with the three areas that interest me, three questions. One was, we, we touched on, the succession to the bishopric of, of, of Rome. Um, you know, would Eastern bishops be in that line of succession? I thought that was an interesting question. Um, two, and this is the one that most people focus on, the question of the Nicene Creed and the relationship between Father and Son. His Excellency, he said, you know, that I think we, we can theologically be in communion with one, we can be in communion with one another and still have, um, uh, you know, a, a sort of a, a mutual difference about how we view the Creed. But then, more substantively, and I think this is a, a um, in my assessment, this is my opinion, a larger and more complicated issue, 
was the, the matter of discipline of celibacy. Now, I'm sure listeners of your program know, Father, that in the Eastern Church, in, for instance, in, in um, there, the Church of Constantinople, that priests have an, have an option of celibacy or marriage, and in both instances, that that, that brings certain requirements to them or not, um, that is, those who are married, you know, and, and your listeners are probably well aware, are not in line for a succession to um, the office of bishop, and so that, that, that brings, that opens certain doors and closes others. But this is not the case in the West. That is, that the discipline of celibacy is uniform uh, throughout. And I asked, you know, I was just sort of mused over the question that if, if we were in communion, how would this impact the, the, this question, this discipline of celibacy? But, and, and most specifically, would brother priests in the West then look to their bishops and say, well, if this is the discipline for our brother priests in the East, with whom we are in communion, right. why not for us? Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I don't have an answer for that. His Excellency didn't have an answer for that, because obviously that's sort of a, well, how would you deal with that? But I thought it was, it was an important question. And then finally was the question of communion. And um, His Excellency, again, putting these in order of importance, believe that that would be of the utmost importance, that we could be in communion and, and mean receive communion from each other's churches as, as, again, Christ would have us be in communion with him, in communion with one another. So, you know, for those who think that, that, that the reunification process is, is hung up merely in bureaucratic wrangling and, and sort of, you know, bad tempers that linger from the 11th century, the time in which there was the mutual excommunication. That's really not the full picture. There, there are some substantive issues between East and West that, that you know, have to be sorted out. But again, as I said in the first segment, I think there's a lot in the West that we can learn by looking back to the East. Now, that's not a plug for doing away with the discipline of celibacy, but it's simply a, a, a fact that we do not in the West pay enough attention from where it is that you know the faith was 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 handed on to us, mm-hmm. and um, and to our own <clears throat> excuse me to our own deficit uh, to our own detriment, and then finally I know you probably want to get a word in edgewise here, Father. Um, you know I would encourage uh, people in in the Latin Rite. If you haven't already, you really need to come to an understanding and where the opportunity presents itself, the aid of our Eastern brothers and sisters in Christ. Because although Turkey is nominally a secular state, it is functionally an Islamic state. Mm -hmm. And the government of Turkey refuses to recognize his All Holiness, the Patriarch of Constantinople, refuses to allow the seminaries that produce the candidates eligible for succession to, to that metropolitan, to that seat, to, to function. They're closed down. Life has been very, very difficult for them, and in fact, the numbers of the members of the Greek Orthodox Church there in its historic seat of Constantinople are very, very low. That was something that His Excellency you know, pointed out with, with great sorrow. So I don't think we understand here in the West. We, we tend to, to, to focus uh, inward and, and perhaps too much what level of stress and distress our Christian brothers and sisters in these 
in these other patriarchs, these four other patriarchs of the five great patriarchs, are undergoing, whether that's Constantinople and or Syria, Antioch, Jerusalem, or Alexandria. Yes. And uh, we, re- we really need to be paying more attention to that, because they've been, they've been taking it on the chin for a long time now. Yes. We often say here, Jeff, on our program in the Light of the East, that the Eastern churches, both Catholic and Orthodox, today are at the epicenter of some of the most critical global situations of our time. Being in the Middle East and, of course, in Russia, and as you say, in Istanbul, uh, they're really in the crunch in a lot of ways. That's why we've, uh, of course, promoted things like the Iraqi Christian Relief Council, which helps people, the Eastern Christians in those areas, all Christians actually, but in particular the Eastern Christians. And so what you're saying is very true. I'm so glad to hear you uh, remind uh, the rest of the church, of our, uh, you know, our listeners, that the Eastern Catholic churches, yeah, we are. We, d- we are taking on the chin in a lot of areas of the world. Yeah, and, you know, I... <laughs> To you know, I, I, I'm 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 not trying to to construct barriers between Christians and Muslims, but you know, frankly, I think that that's well, you just you have to call it as you call it. I mean, that's that's a yeah. that's that's a major cause of of the issue. But I am hopeful. I really am in, in sitting down, um, not only with the individual that I went there to interview, but but talking with people in Turkey, there in Istanbul. My my hope is in the same way. The message that, that Paul carried, it is that, that message of the resurrected Christ, of our re, really our rebirth in his resurrection, that he was able to carry on the roads and the shipping lanes established within the Roman Empire, that so too we as, as Christians, whether we are, are you know, Byzantine Catholics or Latin Rite Catholics or, or Eastern Orthodox, that we can also use the electronic highways of this media, this new media that is laid down, to bring the message of Christ. And frankly, I think in an open and honest and respectful dialogue with our Muslim uh, uh, counterparts, that, that Christ is the center and Christ is the answer. Because for those that don't know, in the Islamic world, Christ is revered as a great prophet, but not recognized as the Christos, yeah. as the God-man. And that you know, it's it's so ironic, Father, because it was the it was the it was the pivotal point. We read this in the Gospel of John and the Discourse of the Bread of Life, or in the Gospel of Matthew, or that conversation at Caesarea Philippi, when he says to him, "Okay, everybody says I'm a prophet, but who do you say I am?" And that it was the question that is still the question to all of us, be we uh, Christian or Muslim. And and I think that these highways give us the opportunity to bring that conversation, to bring that presentation as Paul brought it right to the Areopagus, you know, 2,000 years ago. So these are, these, are, these are blessed times to be living in. Well, speaking of those highways, Jeff, you are a man of one of those highways. So tell us a little bit about Catholic Radio International, or in brief, CRI, right? Yes, CRI. You know, first thing, I always start with an apology. We, we, we wanted a shorter URL instead of CatholicRadioInternational.com, yeah. uh, just CRI.com, but it was taken already. So apologies for that, for those that are trying to find us on the internet. But we, you know, we, we started this, myself and, and uh, uh, some other individuals, um, now about three or four years back, with the understanding, with, with really the seeing that... Um, the means by which to reach people was, was opening wide up, and the means by which we should be reaching people with the message of Christ was opening wide up. And frankly, within the, the, the spectrum of Catholic media, there were a lot of things that um, you know, we wanted to talk about, theology of the body, Father, uh, Eastern, um, uh, you know, Byzantine uh, Catholic Rite and Eastern uh, Christianity, your programs, 
that that there just wasn't room for on the spectrum. I mean, one wavelength, one bandwidth can't carry everything. And so we started this uh, this this company, and we we founded this uh, online network. And um, we, you know, the response has been just fantastic to your programs. I mean, I, I know that you get letters and, and, and messages and kudos from people quite literally all around the world that are responding to, uh, to these messages. And I would, you know, send a message out and, and a request, a challenge um, to those who listen to this program that, to my mind, this is the most cost-effective and, and uh, time-effective way to, to reach the number of people that we reach. But it is something that we need your help and support for. And I know, I know, I know, I, you know, those of us uh, in the Catholic Church, be it uh, uh, East or West, you hear this all the time. Well, that's because, again, from the very beginning, that we have all brought our resources and our priorities together to bring this message out. So I would encourage people to come to CatholicRadioInternational.com, listen to your programs, Body of Truth, Light of the East. Listen to them again, if, even if you're hearing them on your favorite Catholic radio station and click on that. This is how you can support this program because I'm telling you, listeners, not only is the message needed, and I can testify that from my trip abroad and recently to Istanbul, but it's it's reaching people and I can testify to that from all of the emails and comments and 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 you know listener input that your program gets father, this program and a body of truth. It, it really is something that is forming a, a a place in people's lives, and we have to do what we need to do to keep it there. So come on over and listen again to Light of the East, if you haven't already. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for being on our program, and we hope to have you on again on Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Would you like to hear this Light of the East program again? Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya. Or hear Father Loya's companion program, A Body of Truth. Just visit the radio page at byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Or hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again. For the first time.